Then I then I get get down there with my tweezers and I, I look for nuggets. Right. Look for the nuggets right. in the shit. Ah, it's good. Thing um, I already ate. How's your life? Yeah. How, yeah. How's your life been going, uh, my uh, little pocket rocket? Through a series of unrelated events, this week I have bought myself a new computer, a new phone, and a new car, and. Whoa! Yeah, I'm not sure where the money's coming. Oh, you know, that's actually a good reminder. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever wanted to make a sizable donation uh, to this podcast, we, as in me, would really appreciate it. What what uh, <clears throat> computer did you get? Because I've my MacBook's five years yeah. old, and and up until I was thinking about buying a new one this week, but what I did instead was just uh, frag, frag it and rebuild it, it, and now yeah. it seems new. Right. It's blistering fast now, well, but it probably won't last yeah. very long. Well, um, been, what did you get? I've been fragging mine for months now, which is why I needed uh, mm. to get a new one. Um, no, I just got yeah. whatever mm. thirteen inch mm. MacBook Pro basic. I you know keep mm-hmm. it simple. M1. Sounds Mm. good. Uh, M1, M1 and a half, M2. Um, How are you you recording this then? Okay. All right. All right. Good good question. You got me. Because I sat down and I went, wait a minute. My microphone, lights, camera, earpiece will not fit into any of these holes. I don't recognize. It was like my honeymoon all over again. I don't recognize any of these holes. (laughs) Uh, so, I'm not talking about the holes. I know that right. Ecamm's oh. call recorder software right. doesn't work on the M1 because Tony hasn't been able to install oh. it on his M1 for the last year. So what are you recording I, this with? I, I literally gave my old computer to my daughter and hugged her and I said, please treat it well. 30 minutes later, I went back up and said, yeah, I got to have that back. So toodles. Uh, <laughs> I grabbed it and ran because she's bigger and scarier than I am. So uh, I don't know what I'm going to do from here out. This is literally on the old computer. Um, I don't panic. I would imagine is my plan. That's my go-to response. Yeah. Right. Okay. You didn't really think this through. Do I ever? Surprising. Who? <laughs> knowing, yeah, knowing you, knowing you as well as I do. Surprising I, that you didn't really think this I through. I got the BS filter mug. Uh, I'm set uh-huh, in that yeah. sense. Is there more to this story that you need to tell us, or can we get into the news, oh, that, or that is there something? Is a, a big story no, no, out no, here? Just, just no, no, I'm just make wondering. Do, no, make no, donations, no. and I'm done. What car did you get? Uh, I got a Hyundai Lamborghini Sonata. Countach. There was a there was a Lamborghini for sale across from the uh, car lot, and I went. You know what? I think I'm at the wrong car lot. Uh, no, I got a, a Hyundai Sonata. What? 
Got a Hyundai Sonata. What do you need a car for? Like you go from upstairs to downstairs and then back to upstairs all day. Like we really. I'm going to make this really quick. When Heather starts working three weeks from now, she's got a car. Kiki's got a car because Kiki's driving to school. I am left here without a car. As you know, and I'm very sensitive about this, none of my current girlfriends are old enough yet to drive. I need a car. I need a car. You know, you can't just pick them up on your bicycle and say, hey, hop on the uh, handlebars. Yeah, huh. Let's go for a ride. I mean, and American, Americans start driving at 16, so you're saying that they're under 16. I'm not, I'm mm. not, not saying that. Uh, hold on, mm. my lawyer. Mm. What, Cheryl? Mm. Yeah, we, mm. we need to. Cheryl? We need, Cheryl's, she's, Cheryl's she, your lawyer now? She's, she wears many hats. She doesn't wear pants, but she wears many hats. <laughs> And she advises me to end this conversation. Toodles. So to the audience, they're like, I'm done. What the, I'm done. Well, one, of, one, of, one of the QAV listeners uh, said to me, oh, he said to me last week, I, I listen to your uh, bullshit filter show. God, you guys talk a lot of shit, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much for the bullshit Go ahead. All right, let's get into the news then. Uh, I want to start with the Trump news this week because right. it's um, it's interesting and it's many layered, like, like a, a like an ogre, right? Yeah, lasagna. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, everyone knows if you've been paying any attention to the news. Um, M A L, as it seems to be abbreviated in the news increasingly, Mar-a-Lago, right. Trump's uh, residence uh, in uh, Florida. Right. Was raided, and I'm doing air quotes uh, when I say raided. Um, if they give you yeah. a four month yeah. head start, is it a raid? Mm. Is it anyway? Go mm. ahead. Sorry. Well, they the the, the, the authorities prefer to call it. Uh, they exercised a search right. warrant. Um, that don't like to call it a raid. Trump's obviously trying to turn it into a big thing. He's calling it a raid. Yeah. I mean, I think when the FBI uh, comes into your property and takes shit and walks away, it's probably. A raid. I think that's fair. I'd call it a raid. Can I counter that? Uh, hmm. You can't. Well, I don't know. Can yes, you? I can. You can try. May, we'll see how you go. They subpoenaed at least one person to try to talk about their. I think it was in May. They were trying to talk to someone about the records, trying to get the records because they found out when they took some earlier this year that there were more boxes still in Mar-a-Lago, hmm. and they tried to talk to them, tried to communicate. They they spent months spinning their wheels. Nothing happened. Finally, the FBI the DOJ, the Department of Justice, has to go before a judge and go, they're not cooperating. It's been almost a year. Can you help us? And the judge signed off on it. So is it a raid? Yes, but he's had plenty of warnings. This did not okay. have to happen. So it is a raid. You're not countering it. If by, by confirming it is a raid, you're not countering it. You understand what counter means? Have you ever looked up that word? Cheryl? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm, not, yeah, yeah. I'm not countering, uh, but the raid, the word raid is a little heavy. In my opinion, <laughs> go ahead. Now Trump says that many of the uh, the probes or the many probes sure. into him yes. are part of an effort by opponents to prevent him from running in twenty twenty four. And eh, yes, he might be right. I, I think he's got a point there. Now let's get this out of the way first of all, because you know we will be accused, yes. as we have been accused in the past, right. of being Trump supporters. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't support anyone or anything. As you should know by now, uh, right. we we you know our official position on Trump is that he's a fucking nutcase, yeah. And uh, anyone who one. supports Trump yeah. is also a fucking nutcase. They're in a cult, but yeah. that's not to say that he's not right from time to time. Exactly, he says 
this is uh, uh, about preventing him from running in 2024. And as opposed to, you know, in, in back in lead up to the 2016 election, we know that the Democrats wanted Trump to win the Republican nomination. Right, right. Uh, and this time they're out there trying to support the election in the midterms of, or the candidacy in the midterms right. anyway, of, right. of Trump supporting Republicans. Yes. Because they believed back then and they believe now that they'll be able to easily beat any Trump-supporting Republicans. Now, they thought they could easily beat Trump. They thought Hillary would easily beat Trump back in 2016. Right. Turned yeah. out to be a little bit of a mistake. They didn't realise how unpopular, because yes. they put their fingers in the ears and went, la, 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 I can't hear it, I can't hear it, how unpopular <laughs> Hillary right. was. Shocked. Uh, yeah. uh, almost as unpopular as Joe Biden has turned out to be. Yes. Um, you know, the, the the latest opinion polls are that not even the vast majority of Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run again, yeah. uh, let alone the Republicans, obviously, because he's uh, perceived to be a sleepy dud, uh, which we all knew right. uh, going into it a couple of years ago. Anyway, back to this raid thing. So to, to give the FBI credit, it does look like it was engineered to avoid a spectacle. Yes. Exactly. Uh, normally, when they do these raids, they've got the sexy blue blazers oh, with FBI stenciled on the it's back. Awesome. They call the media in in advance. Yeah. You're going to want to see like, this. This is going to be fucking awesome. Right? They go in, boost open the door. FBI, yeah. motherfuckers, everyone get down on the fucking right. ground. We're going to shoot anyway. They, they right. didn't do. Right. Yeah, they didn't do. Like they weren't going into. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 Waco, Texas. Here, right. Uh, they, they they were plain clothes, not in the early hours of the morning, like when everyone's asleep, kicking indoors. It was like ten a.m. Very civilized. Right. Uh, Trump wasn't there. Mar-a-Lago was shut down. Like it's a residence and it's a club. Mm -hmm. The club was shut down. There was maintenance going on, repairs going on. Uh, but Trump made it public. The FBI didn't make it exactly. public. Trump made it public. Exactly. I had read one where, uh, just real quick, I had read that a local reporter was on the scene, and you're right, because they were in plain clothes, they didn't actually figure it out until the afternoon, and even then it wasn't um, confirmed until Trump made it public. So you're right. So the DOJ, they just, they lowballed it. They just were nice and calm and subdued. It's Trump who blew it up to the heavens. Yeah, so they didn't make it a big deal. Right. When Trump uh, issued a public statement, he called it a siege. Yep. Occupation. Raid, raid wasn't. Yes, it <laughs> occupied. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Mark Elias, who was a former top attorney for Hillary Clinton's campaign, pointed out the uh, part of U.S. law, which he thinks this is related to, Title 18, Part 1, Chapter 101, Subsection 2071. That's right. 2071. Ray, I know that nobody knows more about constitutional mm -hmm. law than you. Uh, just, just help people understand what Subsection 2071 of Chapter 101, Part 1, Title 18 is all about just don't just right. don't, I don't need a word no, for no, no, word. No, no. Just give us yeah. the essence. I'll, give I'll us paraphrase. give us the spirit of the of the I law. I would paraphrase, but you said constitutional. I thought you said consumption. Different knowledge base that I have here. Um, 
so I can't help you. But if you do get to anything with incontinence, I'm your man. But uh, I not not so much this one. So you go ahead. You do this one. I'll do the next one. <laughs> Incontinential law. Yeah. That's what you're. In. That's what you got your <laughs> masters in. Sorry. Yeah. The, t- the, the title of subsection 2071 is concealment, removal, or mutilation generally. Mm, I like this. Nobody knows more about mutilation than you, right. Ray, but we'll, we'll, we'll save that yeah. for another right. time. Um, a, part A says, whoever willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, or destroys, or attempts to do so, or with intent to do so, takes and carries away any record, proceeding, map, book, paper, document, or other thing, filed or deposited with any clerk or officer of any court of the United States or in any public office or with any judicial or public officer of the United States, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both. Uh Section B says, uh, whoever having the custody of any such record, proceeding, map, book, document, paper, or other thing, willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys the same, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both, and shall forfeit his office and be disqualified oh. from holding any office under the United States. So, As used yeah. in this subsection, right. the term office does not include the office held by any person as a retired officer of the armed forces of the United States. Right. So quick question Cheryl wanted me to ask. So if I've got 30 boxes, maybe 40, and at least 20% of those boxes has got class or classified information, it sounds like, and I could be wrong because I'm not a lawyer anymore, kind of sounds like you're talking about me. If I've got 30 or 40 boxes and it's got some mm. classified. Is that is that wrong? Did I do wrong? Because mm. if someone told me. Yes. No, I think I think you're okay. right. Did I was I wrong? <laughs> um so uh this uh, you know, this could, it seems on the surface of things, right. be used right. in a court of law to prevent Donald Trump from running again in 2024 right. if he in fact intends to do so. Now yes. Personally, I don't think Trump liked being president. No. I think it was hated uh, it. I, I think it, I think he hated yes. it. Um, I, I think he's. I don't think he really wants to run. I think he wants to pretend he wants to run. Let's play golf, and then he'll bribe get yeah. get someone. He's looking for someone to bribe him not to. Right. Because uh, for Trump, at the end of the day, it's all about money yes. and how, how he can squeeze as much money out of everyone as possible. Right. Can I give? Uh, it Go also ahead. might be a way, though, yeah. like running. Yeah, you know that we we know that they don't like to put sitting presidents in jail, so he might see being president as a way to get out of jail. Right. Yeah. I because they're coming after him. Yeah. Well, let, let me take a different tact, and I'll make this real quick. Forget the fact. For, let's put aside for a second that maybe they're trying to get him on one of these um, on one of these laws because the the consequence is you can't run for office anymore. Yeah, that would be great. That would be convenient. But at the same time, I mean, he has legitimately, as far as we know, even though we don't know the details of the search warrant, he has, as far as we know, broken laws. There's the U.S. Presidential Record Acts, uh, where memos, letters, emails, faxes, other you know, all the stuff that's in the president's office has to be turned over and. Trump is the one who turned that into a federal law when he made he made the punishment from one year to five years. But the point is, he has he has legitimately broken the law. Was it an accident? Who who knows? But if he's got classified documents and he's had them for almost two years, 
He's, he's broken the law. If he's taken presidential records, he's broken the law. So forget the raid, forget trying to punish him or forget trying to make sure he doesn't run for office anymore. If you break the law, they come after you. It might take a while, but but literally this is this is one of those things. If he hadn't fucked up, he wouldn't have to worry about this. But he did fuck up, and now he's got to pay lawyers for the next 10, 15 years or whatever. I mean, he, he did these lock things. Lock him up. Yeah, lock him lock up. Him exactly. Up. Lock and him that's up. When, he, when he changed the punishment. That was after the Hillary emails and lock her up chance. So he thought he was going to be able to get her with this new law. Anyway. Oh, don't you love it when shit comes back to bite you on the ass? Yes. Now, as Matt Taibbi points out, though, and he did this prior to today, so right. things have changed today from where they were yesterday. Sure. Uh, we're recording this, by the way, uh, 11th of August uh, US time in the evening, 12th of August in Australia. Matt Taibbi pointed out the other day that if they don't have their ducks lined up about this, the Justice Department, this could really uh, massively backfire, both for the FBI and also for the the Democrats in the midterms and and the next presidential elections. I mean, raiding the home of a former president and potential future candidate for president is massive political theatre. Even if they tried to downplay it, they knew what would happen. I mean, it's not hard to f- know that Trump would make a big fucking song and dance out of this. Even if they're playing it cool, he's going to make it into a big thing. It's political theatre. Right. And, of course, the media for the last couple of days didn't really know what was going on. They were using anonymous sources to make vague statements. Mm. For example, USA Today had uh, this as an explanation. Two, pe- two people familiar with the search told USA Today they are tied to Trump's alleged removal of documents from the White House to his Mar-a-Lago property when his term in office finished. Mm -hmm. You know, vague, anonymous sources, because the FBI and the Justice Department weren't saying anything about it. They were like, you know, don't, you know, talk to the hand because the face ain't listening kind of stuff. Uh, The media was just all saying, well, there must be something big. Must be to do something like this. Like this is... I don't believe this has ever happened. Has, have they ever raided a, a former I, president's private residence I, before? I don't think so. I think the closest we've ever gotten is Watergate, and even that, they were raiding the people that broke into the offices. So as far as I know, this has never happened before. It doesn't mean that America is under attack, as Trump would like you to believe. It just means Trump is under attack by the legal authorities. Bill Clinton and all of his bullshit. I don't think he ever got nope. raided. George Bush, senior and junior. Yeah. All of the bullshit that they were involved Never. in. Reagan, yep. you know, Iran-Contra, yep. all this kind of stuff. I don't think anyone's ever raided a president. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, they probably didn't, you know, take stuff, but I'm sure they had a lot of right. other dirt and sure. diaries and fucking Did you- computer files and phones and all that kind uh, of stuff. They could have dug up stuff. Yeah, I'm sure there was a bunch of dirt if they wanted to pursue it. Did you come across, and I'm sure you did, uh, supposedly there's someone on the inside who is a, a part of a very small group that informed about the, the boxes, some of their locations, some some stuff was in the safe. Have you run across? I mean, obviously we don't know that, that that's true or not, but... Um, um, I think Trump or one of his sons is making it sound like it's an inside job. Someone has, you know, anything to make Trump look like the victim. So then he can turn around and go, please give generously to my legal fund because I am being railroaded. Yeah. I mean, that's he's already started. 
yeah. uh, raising funds. Yeah, off of course. This. But I, I just wonder if you heard about the <laughs> possible leak on the inside. Yeah, I did read that. Yeah, they're getting they're getting information from somebody on the inside. It's his wife, who's it's um, his wife. obviously probably a pawn. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yes. Yeah. Or Ivanka, who wants to see him, yeah. Yeah, so she can run. Yeah, she can be the the new Trump. <laughs> right. She's been. She and uh, Jared have been more than happy to throw him under the bus uh, with the January six hearings. My, my theory is that it's Donald. I'm not going to jail for anybody, Junior. Uh could be. Who knows? Who knows? But someone seems to be snitching. The problem that uh, Matt Teeby points mm-hmm. out is this whole idea of well, there must be something big for them to do this. Right. They said that during Russia Gate too. Mm. You know, we spent however many years uh, hearing the media, you know, jerking off all over themselves, saying, "Oh, there's going to be something big here." They yeah. wouldn't, they wouldn't be going through all this if there wasn't something really, really, really big right. here. And it turned out to be a fart in a bottle. There was nothing right. there really. At the end of the day, it was uh, a big disgrace. Uh, an embarrassment, I think. Well, it should have been. I mean, the Democrats kind of just sort of swept it under the yeah. rug, but it should have been a major, major embarrassment to them, all the bullshit that they went through for four years to come up with nothing. Really yeah. substantial to tie Trump. Yeah, Manafort was was dodgy and a bunch of these guys were dodgy, but you scratch the surface of most American business oh, when you're going to find dodgy yes. shit. Um, there was nothing that tied into the original statement that Trump or the Trump campaign had been colluding with Putin or Russian intelligence to help him win the election. There was n- never uh, nothing to that um, right. in that respect was ever proven. Yeah. Fox News uh, wrote this. The raid was related to the National Archives and Records Administration, which said earlier this year that Trump took 15 boxes of presidential records to his personal residence in Florida. Those boxes allegedly contained classified national security information and official correspondence between Trump and foreign heads of state. Mm. Now, the update today is the AG Merrick Garland says federal agents searched former President Donald Trump's Florida state as part of an investigation into whether he illegally removed records from the White House as he was leaving office. Mr. Garland, the nation's top law enforcement official, said he personally approved the decision to search Mr. Trump's home. New York Times wrote this, Trump received a subpoena this spring in search of documents the federal investigators believed he had failed to turn over earlier in the year. Mm When he returned boxes of material he had improperly taken with him upon moving out of the White House, three people familiar with the matter said. Oops. I mean, look, like if it was me and I was the incumbent, not the incumbent, the president-elect, I would have had people searching Trump's pockets for silverware, oh, cutlery, Frisco, you know. Frisco uh, Dano, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there would have been an aggressive pat You know pat he's going to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Up his butt, <laughs> cavity searches. You know he's going to be stealing yes. shit because he's That's Trump. right. Exactly. Two people briefed on the classified documents that investigators believe remained at Mar-a-Lago indicated that they were so sensitive in nature and related to national security that the Justice Department had to act. The National Archives tried for months after Mr. Trump left office to retrieve the material, engaging in lengthy discussions with his representatives to acquire what should have been properly stored by the archives under the Presidential Records Act. Right. 
When archivists recovered 15 boxes this year, they discovered several pages of classified material and referred the matter to the Justice Department, but officials later came to believe that additional classified material remained at Mm Mar-a-Lago. Now, the media also goes on to say classified material that was reportedly confiscated by the FBI included a letter to Trump from former President Obama. Right. Like, that's going to be... Yeah, good luck, yeah. the I, orange I, head, I, you fucker. <laughs> it uh, could have said that and some other. It might have. It might have got specific Melania with and I, Kim and North. Would Korea. like to say, go fuck. Yeah, yeah. go fuck yourself. Yeah, could be that. Um, a letter from Kim Jong Un, a birthday dinner menu, and a cocktail napkin. Now, right, the cocktail napkin, you yeah. know. Probably contains semen stains, knowing Trump. But outside of that, yeah. uh, I'm not sure how important these things. It's funny that these are the things that the media chose to say it contained. Right. Like they're saying, well, it's classified and nas- top national security and blah, blah blah, and then they throw that in there. Yeah. Not, like, well, not sexy. N- not- what? That, what? Yeah. What's the point of that line? Well, who who gives a fuck about any of that kind of stuff? Like, on one hand, they're saying this is really sensitive stuff that he shouldn't have. And then they go, yeah, it was a cocktail napkin yeah. and, a di- and a dinner and menu. A letter like, from Obama. What? Yeah. It just seemed, it, it just, it pulled me out of the story there, man. I was like, well, that doesn't seem very they, important. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, well, why throw that, why throw that line into the exactly. article is my question. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, I know. Well, no, I'm asking you. Right. Why throw it into oh, the, it's I'm, all I'm, they had. Don't, don't blow me off. I'm here. sorry. Um, th- I thought that was after the show. Um, <laughs> It's all they had because they should have just said there's 15 boxes. We have no idea what's in there. There could be some classified records. If you figured out a way to blow me over Skype, you need to tell me how you do it because that opens up a whole new business idea. I don't know if you thought about started, this deeply. Probably I've not got because the business card you know, and the knee pads. So oh, this is my uh-huh. last show with yeah. you. I will be. What's the, what's the name? What's the name of the business? That's what I want to know. Um, Ray blows. Just keep it simple. That's the first. That's exactly what I thought you were going to say because I knew that's about the level of yeah. your creativity. And, and Ray the blows. Yeah. Is, and I had to go to uh, to mm. the two marketers for this one. Uh, let Ray blow you away. <laughs> Barry, and Barry and Sand. Let Ray blow you away. Mm. Ray away. Let's just go Ray away. Ray away. I'm going to be sorry. Rayaway.com. But I'm going to be rich. No, seriously, I think they put those things in there because those were the only specific examples they have. And you're right. This is not sexy. This is not exciting. But why would they have those specific examples? And why would you put them in the store? Who told them that? I would not have put it in the store. That's the question. I would not have put And why would you put that in when it immediately serves to discredit exactly. the raid in the first place. Poor Like you go, well, you choice. read that and you go, well, yeah. who gives a fuck about well, that like shit? Like, let, let, him, let him keep the... Then, then, yeah, yeah, come on. Come on. That's bullshit. That's amateur you know, hour. But it's... So it's... Well, no. I, I don't think it really? is. I think it's deliberate. Okay. Let pitch it. Uh, but I, yeah. I, I, I haven't been able to work... Oh, no, I haven't oh. been able to work out Could why. I mean, there's a reason. Okay, look, a story reason. of... Like, uh, a story of this importance... Yes doesn't get 
you know, it's not something that somebody just wrote in 30 seconds and then it hit the thing. Right. Like this is going to go through sub-editors. Oh, yeah. It's going to go through editors. There's a group of people. They're going to go over yeah. this thing. They've got lawyers who are reading this to make sure they're not getting themselves into any trouble. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, admittedly, this is the New York Times and we know that they just fucking write whatever they want and talk right. shit all the time. But <clears throat> in something like this, I think they're going to be a little bit more careful than they normally would be. And, and yet they allowed this to end up in the article. There was no need for it, no purpose for it, unless they're trying to do something. I right. mean, it's, it's got to be in there. It was There was a deliberate decision by a series of people, mm. journalists, probably probably three or four journalists worked on this, three or four names on the byline, sub-editors, editors, yeah. lawyers. Cocktail napkin. They all went over this and went, yeah, yes, let's keep that in yeah. the story. This is important. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Hmm. Uh, I could. This is me giving them too much credit. Maybe they more they know more than they're allowed to write right now, and maybe this is the more calm parts before the more exciting classified ads are made. Who in the fuck knows? But it was it was as far as writing is concerned, it was a poor choice. But again, we don't know all the information behind the decisions of why they stuck cocktail napkin in there. And of course, as Democrats are jumping over themselves to point out, the FBI director, Christopher Wray, mm-hmm. was appointed by Trump as FBI director in 2017 I, after he fired James Comey. That doesn't mean much, in my opinion, but that's my opinion. Well, yeah. you know, at the time, Trump called Ray a man of impeccable credentials, and he later issued a statement saying that Ray was an impeccably qualified individual, and I know that he will again serve his country as a fierce guardian of the law and model of integrity once the Senate confirms him to lead the FBI. He was assistant attorney general under George W. Bush. Right. Then he, from 20, 2003 to 2005, he led the department's criminal division. Um, so, well, you know, they're going, well, the FBI, you know, if you, if you get onto Gab or, you know, you listen to any of the Fox support, uh, Trump supporters online, they're like, well, this is the corrupt FBI, yeah. blah, de, blah, <laughs> de, blah, blah. Uh, but he appointed the FBI director, who obviously was yeah. involved in this decision uh, and is supporting his uh, team. I mean, he's, he's, he's been asked about right. it and he goes, I refer to the Justice Department. He doesn't want to talk about it. He's not allowed to talk exactly. about it or anything. But- he was waiting for Garland to make a statement, but well, this is this Trump appointed this yes. guy, said the guy had impeccable credentials and was a fierce guardian of the law and model of integrity. So it's a little bit hard for Trump supporters to now <laughs> say, "Well, this guy's uh, a corrupt political yeah. fool." Not that Trump wouldn't do that because oh, he's second. throwing so many people under yes. the bus already yes. over His the years. His arms are you know. tired. Yeah. No. No. Um, Trump read that description of this man that someone else wrote trump also said look if you've got nothing to be guilty about then you don't have to take the fifth which he spent the whole day doing on monday so obviously whatever trump or any other politician politician says is full of shit because someone else wrote it uh you can't make hay out of that i don't think there's anything to that and again you have to stick with the facts some classified documents left the white house they're in trump's possession they've been there for two years and they need to come back everything else is just spin smoke uh smoke and mirrors it's just bullshit just focus on the facts but this is america we love to tear things apart not unlike a certain gentleman who loves trump who went to an fbi office in ohio you sons of bitches you're corrupt and he started shooting uh, you, you don't do that because there, from what I know, there's a lot of people at the FBI who have guns themselves and they know how to use them and they'll shoot back. But he's dead now. 
Yeah, so, but he met it. He's dead now. Is yeah, he? I just read before I got on because you were <clears throat> 30 minutes late. Uh, he was. They had him trapped in the cornfield, <laughs> some local officers, and I think another uh, unit. With, but there was a shootout, and he's now dead. Because he wanted to uh, Well, you were 30 minutes early, yes. and for the record. And, hey, I've never yeah, been okay. early. But he, Wait, that's not right. He, he managed to get away. Yes. Uh, anyway, yes. that happened just yeah. today. Back yes, to Trump. Please. So then he also uh, took the fifth 440 times in four hours, about 1.8 times per minute. I, I, I did the math on that. Um, New York. State Attorney General Letitia James or Tish right. James, I, as Politico likes to refer that's to what her, I call her, Tish, yeah. Tishy. This was uh, a court-ordered deposition, not nothing to do with the records, right. uh, the FBI raid, right. completely separate, not linked. Her office has been conducting a civil investigation into the Trump organization to find out whether or not he and or the company inflated the value of assets on financial statements in order to obtain loans and tax benefits. Yes, he did. Uh, I mean, we all know that he probably did. Yeah. 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 Um, now, uh, the, the question that I've had, you know, remember when at the end of Trump's presidency, I, I was saying as soon as he's out of office, they're going to throw the fucking book at him and he's yes. going to be in jail. Yes. And we're nearly two years into uh, uh, Biden's presidency now, and that hasn't happened. And I've been trying to figure out why. Now, there's 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 three possible reasons I can think of. Not six, I'm holding up two hands. That's six, but one has three possible. I thought reasons. I was drunk and seen double. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> um, no, don't do that. One for the front hole, one for the back a hole, dog. and a dog. I don't know what this one is. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, go, go ahead. <laughs> Fox is go ahead. Fox. <laughs> Ray is now doing shadow puppets on the wall. Um, right. One is uh, they don't have anything. Right. Um, it's one reason. Hard to Second is yep. it, it's just the wheels of justice move slowly, and it's taking a long time for them to get their ducks lined up. The third mm-hmm. reason. And I might be giving them too much credit here, but I like this right. one, is they're deliberately taking their time to allow him and the Republicans to think he's going to be the candidate, the nominee, right. the front runner, all of his people so, going into the next election, right. and then they'll pull the rug out from right. underneath him at the last and minute. And start over. And, yes, the whole thing collapses. Brilliant. Now. That's- I think I might be giving him too much credit there. That might are. that might assume that they're yeah. a little bit more cunning and strategic than they really are. But who right. knows? It's possible. Um, uh, so anyway, he was in there. He refused to answer any questions, just repeated the words, same answer, which was, you know, I take the fifth from about 9.30 in the morning to 3 p.m. with a long lunch break and several shorter breaks in there. <laughs> His lawyer, Mr. Fischetti, right. uh, which is Italian for fish spaghetti, oh. in case you're wondering, uh, he said they asked a lot of questions about valuations and golf clubs and all that stuff. He said Trump did not diverge from the same answer answer uh, until the interview was over. And Trump made a bit of a statement 
I once asked if you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Now I know the answer to that question, Trump said in a statement released by his post-presidential office. When your family, your company and all the people in your orbit have become the targets of an unfounded, politically motivated witch hunt supported by lawyers, prosecutors and the fake news media, you have no choice. Well, you do have a choice. You, you can just answer the questions. Right. I mean, there, that is a, a choice. Yeah. Uh, in 2016, he told an Iowa rally, the mob takes the Fifth Amendment. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Yeah. Uh, now, this is despite him taking the Fifth 97 times during his 1990 divorce trial from Ivana to avoid admitting committing adultery. Right. Which he absolutely did. His lawyer, Mr. Fish Spaghetti, said uh, he absolutely wanted to testify. It took some very strong persuasion by me and some others to convince him. Mm. So it sounds like Trump did have a choice and did want to talk. We know Trump loves to hear himself talk. Sit down. Relax. Let me me say say this about the golf (laughs) club. But he was told not to by his lawyers. Yeah. That you will so, cry if you talk. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you will you trust will us. Fuck we this. know you, and we know uh, you will yeah. fuck this up. God yeah. himself yeah. could come down here in a lawyer suit and go, I got nothing. I, I can't help this guy. I mean, just yeah. put him in a jumpsuit mm. now. But anyway, yeah, no, if he talks, mm. he's fried. Yeah, but I like his statements. Like, I had no choice, but yeah. really, he yeah. wanted to talk according to his lawyer, but he was told. Which not one is to. it? He had no choice because his lawyers told him not to. I love this line from his statement. I have absolutely no choice because the current administration and many prosecutors in this country have lost all moral and ethical bounds of decency. Now, if we know anything about Donald Trump, it's how much he cares about ethics and moral decency. He bleeds morality. Absolutely. He has Absolutely. been so clear yeah. throughout yeah. his entire life about how much he cares about moral is how he's been and morals and ethics. Yeah. <laughs> Making yeah. fun of uh, disabled people Cheating during a campaign, coming up with offensive nicknames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Grabbing yeah. women by the pussy. Yes. Uh, you, you name it. Like, And, and he, all the contractors who have ever worked for any of his businesses say he refuses screwed. to pay. He yeah. screws them over like he's, yeah. But uh, moral and ethical decency, I, I just had to laugh when he pulled that one out. Yeah. So uh, Letitia James now has to figure out whether or not to sue Trump. Right. Or seek a, a settlement which could extract uh, some sort of financial penalty. Mm-hmm. Declining to answer the questions may have been the safest path for him to take at this juncture, but now she needs to figure out how to step it up. Um, But listen, we know that um, the Democrats, well, we suspect the Democrats have been trying to to vilify him. uh, And we know this because of stuff that has come to light in the last few years. In September 2016, the CIA forwarded information through something called a counterintelligence operational lead, CIOL, CIOL, counterintelligence operational lead, to James Comey, who was the FBI director at the time, and the deputy assistant director of counterintelligence, Peter Strzok, Mm. with the subject line, Crossfire Hurricane. 
Is that a song from the 80s? What's... Crossfire Hurricane! Uh, no, it's something else. It's actually a lyric from a song in the 60s. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was just joking. I think I hurt your feelings. <laughs> Oh well, I'm just, I'm just yet again, and I get emails from people all the time saying, "How, why is Ray so clueless about pop culture?" And I'm like, "Well, he's from Charleston, South Carolina. I'm an alien, North Carolina, assholes. South Carolina. How can you not figure that out, Nanu Nanu? How do you not? For fuck's sake, Cheryl, prepare the spaceship. This is bullshit. No, go ahead, go ahead. It's from the sixties, yeah." Yes, I'm pouring whiskey. Go. Uh, it's a line. It's a li- it's a line from Jumpin' Jack Flash by the Stones. My uh, tiny little Thank friend. You. I was born in a crossfire hurricane. Oh yeah, now I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, this was the code name for the counterintelligence investigation run by the FBI into links between uh, Russia and Trump. Gotcha. Um, anyway, the CIOL stated, uh, and I've read the redacted version of this, which uh, is available online. Mm-hmm. It states, the following information is provided for exclusive use of your bureau for background investigative action or lead purposes appropriate. Uh, we're getting additional insight into Russian activities from redacted. Right. Site alleged approved by Hillary Clinton. Mm. A, pro, a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by the Russian security service. Yes. Ooh, fingerprint. So the CIA right. is telling the FBI in 2016 that Hillary Clinton personally approved a proposal, uh, allegedly, uh, they didn't know, but they they believed so, they heard so, uh, a proposal to vilify Trump by stirring up a scandal. Mm. Um, So, you know, this this, uh, tends to lend credence to the suggestion that the whole Russiagate thing was a democratic, uh, a Democrat sort of um, um, political theater. Yeah, right? that's what you do. Yeah. Um, of course, the Clinton campaign in 2016, as we've talked about in, in past episodes, uh, contracted Fusion GPS and uh, Christopher Steele to compile the Russian dossier, the Steele, the so-called Steele dossier, mm-hmm. which was the, the main thing that was drawing a connection between the the Trump campaign and Russia mm-hmm. had all of the salacious allegations about prostitutes uh, peeing on Trump <laughs> in a Russian hotel and all this kind of crap. Mm-hmm. The P tape, release the P tape, <laughs> which turned out to be the basis for most of the Russia Gate hype all the years, and also turned out to be a worthless piece of shit. Yeah. Um, which we we sort of called all along that this didn't make any sense and it just sounded like a whole bunch of horseshit. But the media and Democrats yeah. took it very, very seriously and were very convinced. Yeah. And, and a lot of them still are. I still yes. talk to Democrats. They still are convinced that it was real and that it was true, despite the fact that yeah. it was nothing ever came yeah. out of it. Uh, they still they 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 can't get their heads around that. They just live in this fantasy yeah. world that it was all confirmed, 
by the Mueller investigation when, in fact, as we know, Mueller, Mueller's summary said he could find nothing. Right. Didn't go anywhere. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's all yeah. of the Trump stuff. I do think this is a uh, 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 political theatre to a point. Right. Yes, he has classified documents that he shouldn't have taken, um, but it'll be interesting to see if they use this 2071 subsection <laughs> to prevent him from right. running and, and the consequences of that. That would be interesting. Uh, but I do have to say real quick, um, both of the parties ta- attacking each other, making their people look bad, even if it's a preemptive attack, pretty normal. What what got, has got average Americans like myself, uh, even though I'm above average, I think we can all agree on that. What makes me nervous is now there's in what right? what category? Uh, certainly not height. Uh, certainly not sexual prowess. Certainly not intelligence or work ethic. Right. Uh, what is it that you feel like you're above average? Is it, are you above average in your lack of all of those things? Is that what you're saying? This guy. Uh, I would have to say that I excel in a false sense of confidence. So fuck off. You're above average in your ability to take shit from me. I, I got to yeah. say that. Most people would yeah. not have well, put up with it for nine there's, years. There's tears. Actually, this is a video that I pre-recorded. I'm here crying now. This is, Anyway, the point I want to make is um, now that, I mean, you have political theater and political backstabbing all the time. Now FBI agents are being threatened. Judges are being threatened. The judges' families, whoever signed this guy, I can't remember his name, is being threatened. So... Yeah, this isn't just the normal shit. This is people that love Donald Trump, that don't admit they're in a cult, that are willing to kill for him if anybody is so much as hurts his feelings. That's where we're at uh, nowadays. So mm. it's scary as shit. Yeah. Speaking of being in a cult, mm-hmm. uh, you got to watch Under the Banner of Heaven. Uh, okay. Streaming on... I don't know where Somebody. you'd find it on over there. Oh, it's on Disney, I think. It's on Disney Plus here. It's probably on Disney Plus over there. Um, based on the book by John Krakow, came out 20 years right. ago, which was a nonfiction book. This is sort of a dramatic uh, telling of it, but it's about uh, some murders that happened in or near Salt Lake City, oh Mormons in the early 80s. Uh, and it's like a, it's about a bunch of Mormons that powerful family in some town in uh, Utah that um, yeah, sort of became a little bit fundy and wanted to fight the government about they didn't believe taxation was legal mm. and this, that, and I've the other that. and started yeah. killing members of their family who were stopping God. them from setting up this fundy cult kind of thing. Um, really, it's a little bit over over hammy and dramatic, this show. Right. Um but good in that they've managed to blend in a lot of Mormon history oh. and sort of join the dots between right. what Joseph Smith and Brigham Young were talking about and doing back in the early 1800s and late 1800s and, uh, you know, what these guys were doing in the fundamentalists. And, and it, it drills into the, the dirty underbelly of the Mormons, which is really interesting for me anyway. Right. Is that? Uh, also yeah. on Disney+, Plus, The Old Man starring Jeff Bridges I, and John Lithgow. I watched the first episode. I watched the first episode. Did you like yes, it? Yes, I went to my wife and I said, you send anybody against me and I'll send him back in a body bag. You send anybody to touch bag. my daughter and I'll send him back in pieces. 
bits. Bit. Damn. <laughs> that, that, that man, I love that man. Oh, uh, the story that you were just talking about, the TV show you were just talking about, I wonder if there's any connection to all the bodies they're finding in various waters out west because of the lack of rain or whatever and the, and the water tables or whatever are starting to come down. They keep finding all these bodies. It's like, what in the hell is going on out there, Nevada and, and Arizona and whatnot, for years? I don't know if you've been keeping up with that, but that's a little freaky. They keep finding bodies. Yeah, Lake Mead. I think they found a skeleton yeah. in Lake Mead. Oh, there's always going to be bodies talking about these things. No, I don't think those are connected. I think they only killed a couple of people. Gotcha. It was a mother and a daughter uh, and a baby, gotcha. oh, sadly, fuck. that they slit their throats right. off. But, you know, blood atonement, ah. one of the old Mormon things of blood atonement. You know, That's the, real. And they show, this in, they show this in the series. Yeah, up until... I think after this book came out, I think that's when it brought attention right. to it and kind of they had to change it. But up until like 20 years ago, maybe even uh, more recently than that, when Mormons got married in, in the temple, mm-hmm. which is how all good Mormons, all of Chrissy's siblings got married and her parents got married in the temple. Good she wasn't that. allowed to go to any of her siblings' weddings because she wasn't uh, a practicing Mormon at the time, and only practicing Mormons of very high standing are allowed into the temple. They had this right. secret ritual. It's all very culty. They 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 show oh. it on the show, which I was surprised. I'd seen sneak. I'd seen video that people sneakily took right. a few years ago, which was a huge outrage to the Mormons because it's supposed to be secret. Tell You're not me. supposed to expose this stuff to the general Give public. Oh, they all wear really weird, you know, garb, and there's Horns. all these secret touchings oh. of genitals and handshakes right. and probing right. and. You know, it's very, very, you know, secret culty bullshit that goes on. But they used to do this thing where they had to draw their thumb across their throat right. basically to say if uh, I acknowledge that if I ever uh, talk about what happened here today or secret Mormon business, I will have my throat cut. Shit. Uh, or if anyone I know talks about secret Mormon business, I should – Cut their throats. It's like the abortion laws because it's yeah, yeah. Got to kill them. It's the, the only way of only way of doing it is to kill them right. and spill their blood. It's what they call blood atonement. The principle of blood atonement. This goes back to Joseph Smith. It's intense. Um, Just- and they were doing that up until twenty years ago in their wedding ceremonies. You have to go. That's sexy. But then they they, they got a little bit. They got it's it leaked yeah. out. They're like, oh yeah. shit, maybe we should not do is that. that a turn off. I feel Anywho, like it's a turn off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Moving right along, uh, Al Zawahiri assassination. Yes. Let's talk about that. Right. Biden announced that he had uh, he personally had tracked down and killed right. Uh, Ayman Al Zawahiri, the leader of Al Qaeda, yeah. since the demise of Osama bin Laden yeah. 10, 11 years ago. Um, you know, he personally did it, like he, he Jeff Bridges style. He uh, Biden yeah. got out there. Yeah. Um, Had a knife in his you know, between his teeth. You know, yeah, took his yeah, shirt off. You know, kicking indoors, right. working working the streets. <laughs> you know, speaking. Roughing uh, up the prostitutes. Pashtun, right. getting information. Running around Afghanistan, right. speaking Pashtun right. to the locals fluently, fluently, Absolutely. like no one could tell. Well, he's nine hundred you know, years he old. Put a, he had a beard, right? Wig, a fake beard. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. The 71-year-old al-Qaeda leader uh, killed on July 31st by a drone strike as he stood on his balcony in downtown Kabul. Now, a couple of things about this. Number one is that uh, online images after the assassination of his balcony show that there's 
a little bit of damage, but hardly a scratch on the rest of the building. And people have been trying to figure out, well, how did that work? How do you drone strike a guy and leave no signs of it? Oh, I already know that And some suspect, oh, yeah, what was it? Well, the two drones that they used were AGM-114 Hellfire missiles. And they were able to, instead of explosives, they have a a pop-out blades uh, that hit and then the pop-out blades come out and do damage in the immediate area. This is to uh, minimize collateral damage. So supposedly, the bo- there's actually two missiles. They're um, just over 100 pounds or 45, was that kilograms? I don't know what you people do. They cost $150,000 each. They shot two, and then when they land, it's not a huge, massive explosion. It's like little whirly metal bits come out and shred whatever flesh is nearby. That's the official line uh they could be lying they've confirmed this officially it was in uh, the they Reuters. used hellfire yeah. r9x's yeah. it was right is it was it in reuters as experts are suggesting <laughs> that or that the uh, cia confirmed I, this i do not yeah. know so so valid point on your point. i don't I doubt they would have gone public because it's highly secretive, the use of these missiles. Mm-hmm. So it's the Hellfire R9X, sometimes called a knife bomb, right. a ninja bomb, or the flying Ginsu. I like that. Because it uses this series of rapidly split, spinning blades. Apparently, they claim Obama came up with the idea for this. <laughs> he was working in his secret lab late one night. And, um, you know, he's just trying to think of new ways to kill people. And, no, in all seriousness, they say Obama said, uh, Melania and I would like uh, a kind of a drone strike that doesn't take out uh, civilians. Yeah. But uh, no no collateral damage. Minimizes collateral damage, which, you know, that's great. Right. Thank you. We did talk about this, I think, briefly a couple of years ago when they killed uh, Ahmad Hassan Abu Khair al-Mazri by a Hellfire missile. Mm. I think he was Zawahiri's deputy. Uh, He was in Syria, Idlib province, and he was in his car and photos of the car just showed it had been slashed, like like, uh, big knife strikes in the car. Something you see in the movies. um, Yeah. So this is the thing that they're doing now, uh, just killing you with ninja ninja bombs. Right. Like shurikens that come out of the sky yes. and just cut you to death. Yes. Now, when Putin is suspected of assassinating an enemy, right. uh, it's all over the media that he's considered evil. When Biden assassinates someone. Oh. Freedom loving. Nothing. Yeah. High fives right. all around. Well, suppose now the yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. supposedly this guy helped plan nine uh, eleven. He took over after Obama, uh, Osama bin Laden was killed, and so I guess you would tend to celebrate the death of a terrorist. That's of course in the Western papers. But I, I hear what you're saying. It's like it's still murder. It's you know still a human life that's been lost. Let's not jump up and down too much. But yeah, there's some pretty happy people out there. And writing articles as well. Well, the question I had when they assassinated Bin Laden, right. and I have it here, and the same with Al Masri, is the legality of it. Now, oh. you won't, you don't hear this talked about again. The, when these things, when these guys get assassinated, you don't read much, if anything, mm-hmm. in the mainstream media about the legality. 
of these sorts of Absolutely. things. Everyone's just high-fiving. Yes. And foreign leaders just high-five, like the Australian Prime Minister at the moment, Anthony Albanese, is like, yeah, fucking you beauty, mate. Um, everyone's all uh, high-fiving. There's no, yes. not a lot of talk. You, you, the only place you find talk about the legality of this is in legal journals, mm-hmm. legal blogs. You have to really go searching for it. I did this. If you, if you jump into... Google and you type in legality of Al Masri's assassination, you don't find anything in the mainstream media. It's all in legal sites right. that are analyzing this kind of stuff. And there's a lot of debate about That's it. why you don't hear it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, well, no, yeah, there should be, there's debates about climate change and there's debates about yeah. all sorts of things and you hear yeah. about it. But the media, and I find this fascinating again, right? right? Why, like the first question that comes into my head <clears throat> when one of these guys is assassinated is, well, is that legal? Can you fucking do that? How, how, how come Joe Biden just gets right. to assassinate whoever he wants with no trial? Uh, that doesn't seem right. And, and if any other country assassinates mm-hmm. people, unless, unless it's Israel, right. or, uh, then it's a fucking huge story. Big- but if Saudi Arabia assassinates somebody who's an enemy- right. An enemy of his state, enemy of the state, as far as he's concerned, yeah. you know, uh, Khashoggi, uh, enemy of the state, Jamal Khashoggi, uh, you know, oh fucking international outrage, right? One of one of Putin's enemies of the state yeah. uh, gets assassinated, uh, huge outrage, yes. And they and and you know, in, in the case of Khashoggi, the 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 you know MBS denied it, denied being involved, exactly. Whenever Putin's guys goes, he denies being involved. Biden's like, yeah. "Fuck yes, I did that. Yeah. Yes, I fucking had that guy assassinated." Boom! I'm the guy. Oh, Trump did it. Obama did it. They all right. do it, right? Well, but yeah. the media yeah. treats it very differently when America assassinates one, or if Israel assassinates an Iranian nuclear scientist or whatever. There's no question. Yeah. There's not. There's not even any dialogue about the legality of it. It's just in the media. It's like, right. oh, that's fucking great. If anyone outside of the US or Israel does it, uh, huge outrage. Yeah. Very different way it's treated. So let me ask you this: Would it would it be better if uh, New York Times, Washington Post, whatever said uh, Al Zawahiri was killed today? Um, and of course, this is. Um, this is leg- uh, legally allowed by the law XYZ subsection two passed in 2001 after the 9-11 attack. Because I know that we passed a bunch of laws after 9-11. Doesn't exactly mean that we can do whatever we want all over the world. It's just legal here, but we still pass laws. Uh, to answer your question, I think that they just we've just done it so many times no one's blinking no one's even asking about well which law are you using to support your killing of this national standing on a balcony in another country that we have gotten the hell out of and so um is there not a specific law for this which is why it's not mentioned but yeah i mean i just assumed we do it all the time and no one questions it anymore and i don't think there's a specific law backing it up did you do you have anything Specific that Biden can point to because I don't think he does. <clears throat> that makes sense. Well, you might be surprised by this, but I actually yeah. did do some research on this subject, uh, right? Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> so I've got a range of opinions here. <clears throat> Marjorie Cohn, who's Professor Emerita at Thomas Jefferson School of Law, mm-hmm. former president of the National Lawyers Guild. Nice. 
and a member of the National Advisory Boards of Assange Defence and Veterans for Peace and the Bureau of the International Association of Democratic Lawyers. I will allow it. So she sounds yes. she sounds, yes. she sounds qualified. Right. She wrote this. <clears throat> the assassination of al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawahiri in Afghanistan was illegal under both US and international law. Mm-hmm. The killing of Zawahiri also occurred in a moment when the United Nations had already determined that people in the US had little to fear from him. As a United Nations report released in July concluded, Al-Qaeda is not viewed as posing an immediate international threat from its safe haven in Afghanistan because it lacks an external operational capability and does not currently wish to cause the Taliban international difficulty or embarrassment. Uh, But we did it. She goes on to say, retaliation does not constitute justice. Oh, I like that. Targeted. Yeah. Targeted or political assassinations are extrajudicial executions. Mm. They are deliberate and unlawful killings meted out by order of or with the acquiescence of a government. Extrajudicial executions are implemented outside a judicial framework. The fact that Zawahiri did not pose an imminent threat is precisely why his assassination was illegal. Extrajudicial executions are prohibited by the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, the ICCPR, which the United States has ratified, making it part of US law under the Constitution's Supremacy Clause. Article 6 of the ICCPR states, Every human being has an inherent right to life. This right shall be protected by law. No one shall be arbitrarily deprived of his life. Mm. In its interpretation of Article 6, the UN Human Rights Committee opined that all human beings are entitled to the protection of the right to life without distinction of any kind, including for persons suspected or convicted of even the most serious crimes. Ooh, that's good. good. Uh, Yeah. She goes on, outside the context of active hostilities, the use of drones or other means for targeted killing is almost never likely to be legal, uh, sorry, this is a quote from a- Agnes Kalamar, mm-hmm. the UN Special Rapporteur on Extrajudicial Summary or Arbitrary Executions. Internationally lethal or potentially lethal force can only be used where strictly necessary to protect against an imminent threat to life. Right. In order to be lawful, the United States would need to demonstrate that the target constituted an imminent threat to others, Kalamad said. Who would we have to prove this to? The UN? Yeah, in theory, I guess, Fuck yeah. Up. And even even domestically, it's, you know, as according to uh, Cohn, because the US has ratified the ICCPR, it makes it part of the U of US law. Gotcha. Okay. Um, uh, who goes on? Somebody here. One of the. I think this is. Uh, I think this is uh, Cone again. In my notes, moreover, willful killing is a grave breach of the Geneva Conventions, punishable as a war crime under the U.S. War Crimes Act. A targeted killing is lawful only when deemed necessary to protect life and no other means, including apprehension or non-lethal incapacitation, is available to protect life. The drone strike that killed Zawahiri also violated the War Powers Resolution, which lists three situations 
in which the president can introduce US armed forces into hostilities. Mm. First, pursuant to a congressional declaration of war, which has not occurred since World War II. Second, in a national emergency created by attack upon the United States, its territories or possessions or its armed forces. Zawahiri's presence in Afghanistan more than 20 years after the September 11th, 2001 attacks did not constitute a national emergency. Third, when there is a specific statutory authorization, such as an authorization for use of military force, an AUMF, oomph. That's good. It's like oomph. We've got to kill someone. Oomph. I have my oomph. In 2001. Go ahead. Congress adopted an oomph that authorised the president to use military force against individuals, groups and countries that had contributed to the 9-11 attacks in order to prevent any future acts of international terrorism against the United States by such nations, organisations or persons. Mm. Zawahiri was one of a small circle of people widely believed to have planned the 2001 hijacking of four airplanes, three of which were flown into the Pentagon and the World Trade Center buildings. But since he did not pose an immediate international threat before the US targeted him for assassination, he should have been arrested and brought to justice in accordance with the law. The attack against Zawahiri violated Obama's targeting rules, which required that the target pose a continuing imminent threat. Although Donald Trump relaxed Obama's rules, Biden is conducting a secret review to establish his own standards for targeted killing. In spite of the Biden's administration's claim that no civilians were killed during the strike in Zawahiri, there's been no independent evidence to support that assertion. The assassination of Zawahiri came nearly a year after Biden launched an illegal strike as he withdrew U.S. troops from Afghanistan. Ten civilians were killed in that attack. The U.S. Central Command admitted the strike was a tragic mistake after an extensive New York Times investigation put a lie on the prior U.S. declaration that it was a righteous strike. Mm-hmm. So that's the view of uh, Cohn, Marjorie Cohn, and Agnes Kalama. Yeah. On the other hand... Right. Sorry, you wanted to say something? I was just going to rebut with two strong points and a weak one. One, as far as we know, he did help plan 9-11, so his ass is toast from that moment. It doesn't matter. Wait, yeah. wait. As far as, far as, as, we, far know. as we know, it hasn't yeah. been proven. Bitch, you're dealing with Americans. So we don't... Well, yeah, okay, but in all seriousness, it's the same with yeah. it's the same with Bin Laden, right? right? <clears throat> we, we, uh, we believed that they were responsible. Mm-hmm. Has it ever been proven? No. Did they have their day in court? No, you can't just go around. Like, there's a fundamental law is that you can't just go around killing people because you believe they did right. something. There's a there's a presumption of innocence. That's the fa- supposedly the US calls themselves a nation of laws. We believe in the rule of law, blah blah blah. We're always going on about the rule of right. law. And yet you're just whacking people yes. without giving them the right to a fair trial. Right. That outside of Active, you know, military combat yeah. that is generally considered to be illegal, and both of those legal yeah. scholars believe it is illegal. Page one of the "It's Good to Be a Superpower" manual, first line: "I can kill anybody I want." What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you, you going to do, do about it? No, but yeah. seriously, I do know that he, uh, excuse me, the Taliban val- violated the Doha agreement because the Dal- Taliban wasn't supposed to host 
anyone or allow anyone in their territory that is hosting, recruiting, training, or poses a threat to the United States or its allies. Yes, he was 71. Was he retired? I don't know. Is he still talking to people? I don't know. Is he still painting things? I have no idea, but he wasn't supposed to be in Afghanistan per the Doha agreement. It's not like we can send forces in there because we got our ass handed to us by Afghanistan troops. And so we did the next best thing. We took him out with a missile that hopefully wouldn't to the best of our ability, create create any collateral damage. I, I completely agree with everything that you're saying, but as an American who's staring face, who's staring reality in the face, we kill people all the time. And if we find, oh, here's the here's the last reason. This is the most important reason. You said earlier uh, Biden's poll numbers were really bad. Well, now he can go on TV and go, guess what? The guy who was right beside. Um, what's his name? Uh, Osama bin Laden is now dead. We whacked and we killed and we got revenge for a 9-11. I know that's bullshit, but it's all politics. And now he's got something good he can tell the American people. There's your truth. I actually saw a screen grab on Twitter of, I think it was MSNBC, right. talking about Biden's major achievements so far. And they had. Yeah, he killed a yeah. guy. He assassinated this killed guy him. as one of his achievements. I was we like, really? that deal, uh, the environment, and we killed the bad guy. Supposed bad guy. Mm. You're what? Supposed you're bad welcome. guy. We uh, we we extrajudicially assassinated a guy. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <clears throat> but on the other hand, let me let me give you some of the counter views that mm. I came across. Um, Major Please. General Charles J. Dunlap Jr., USAF retired, right? Joined the Duke Law Faculty in 2010, where he is a professor of the practice of law and executive director on the of the Center on Law, Ethics, and National Security. He says it was legal. Mm. He claims that non-state terrorists who are members of an organized armed group engaged in a conflict uh, of sufficient scope and intensity to trigger LOAC the Law of Armed Conflict uh, Applicability, right. LOAC, wow. are lawfully subject to LOAC's more permissive targeting rules, that is, much the same rules to which members of traditional militaries are subject in state-on-state conflicts. In other words, the mere status of being a member of certain armed groups can be sufficient to make a person lawfully targetable. Damn. To be clear, any civilian who directly participates in hostilities, even if they do not belong to an armed group, loses protection from direct attack during such participation. However, membership in certain non-state armed groups engaged in armed conflict can alone provide a a separate legal basis for targeting. The Department of Defense Law of War Manual puts it this way. Belonging to an armed group makes a person liable to being made the object of attack regardless of whether he or she is taking a direct part in hostilities. The existence of an armed conflict is critical. But the US has long taken the position that it is in an armed conflict with al-Qaeda mm-hmm. and it's been reiterated in congressional testimony after the 2021 withdrawal as well as in judicial filings last fall. For its part, al-Qaeda essentially declared war on the US via fatwas issued by Osama bin Laden in 1996 and 1998 and has never backed away from that position. Just last fall, CNN reported that al-Qaeda operatives said the war against the US will be continuing on all other fronts unless they are expelled from the rest of the Islamic world. In short, al-Zawahiri's status as a member of al-Qaeda makes him lawfully subject to attack. 
I did want to ask when when America said, okay, if they're a non-state player and they're a civilian and they're uh, in, in literally in a war against us or whatever, did we like take the idea that we can kill this guy? Did we go all over the world and get the majority of the countries to agree with us? Okay, we're all agreed. If it's a civilian and they're fucking with you, you get to fuck back. Or do we just pass that ourselves and tell, tell the rest of the world, deal with it? Because that kind of sounds like what America would do. Yeah, well, I think he's justifying it in terms of uh, domestic law uh, and, you know, what the the previous uh, scholars, the women, were saying is that it's illegal under both domestic and international law. Robert Chesney is the dean of the University of Texas School of Law. Mm -hmm. He agrees with Dunlap that it was legal. And as for the CIA's involvement, because it wasn't the military that did this, it was the CIA. He says, how about the fact that the strike apparently was not carried out by the US military and thus almost certainly was conducted by the CIA as a Title 50 covert action? Mm. Nothing new about that. For nearly two decades, the CIA has had authority to use lethal force for at least some counterterrorism operations, and whatever the policy merits of that institutional decision, there is no serious legal argument that the CIA somehow is precluded from carrying out such strikes. To which one might respond, ah, but what of Executive Order 12333 and its famous prohibition on assassination? For starters, that prohibition is not specific to the CIA. It applies to all US personnel of whatever agency, and for that matter, to others acting at the behest of the United States. But more importantly, the Long-standing position of the US government is that it is not an assassination to use lethal force either in the context of armed conflict or otherwise when acting in self-defense in response to a threat to American lives. The UN Charter Framework in this context is where we look to understand whether the Zawahiri strike might have violated Afghanistan's sovereign Mm -hmm. rights. The Charter does, after all, forbid the use of force in international affairs as a default matter, and as the Taliban have already made clear in denouncing the Zawahiri strike, the de facto rulers of Afghanistan did not consent to this strike, or at least that is their public position. It's not beyond the realm of possibility that a faction within the Taliban played a role in alerting the United States to Zawahiri's presence in Kabul Mm -hmm. as he was apparently being sheltered in the home of a senior figure in the Haqqani family. This complicates matters, of course, but the US position in other locations like Pakistan and Syria has long been that the protections of Article 2, Section 4 effectively are waived insofar as the government is unable or unwilling to halt armed attacks associated with persons sheltering within their borders or, put another way, the U.S. position has long been that necessary and proportionate self-defense can be undertaken in these circumstances. There's little doubt that the unwilling condition applies here. There's little doubt that this will continue. Of course, the position these guys are taking is, look, they attacked us, so attacking them back is self-defense. Which is the Israel position, right? Hey, the Palestinians are attacking us. We have to defend ourselves. Of course, the Palestinians and Al-Qaeda would reply, hey, <laughs> motherfuckers, you attacked us yes, first. Yes, We're acting in self-defense. Every- so yeah. the world turns. Everybody's screaming victim. And so you would have to literally go back in time. Who hurt who first? It doesn't matter. And even if you did find out, half the group is not going to believe you. So the fight is on. You either resolve it now or... Or you don't. And, of course, it doesn't sound like this is going to be resolved. And we're going to keep killing people. Um, USA. 
Yeah. Like, you attacked us 20 years ago, so we're going to get revenge on you today. Right. There, You know, yeah. this whole statute of limitations on revenge and retaliation thing yeah. probably should be looked at. Just to, to finish mm-hmm. up, moving out of the US, German professor for international law Christoph Saffling right. considers the killing to be in violation of international law mm. because he does not consider al-Qaeda to be an armed organisation. Huh. I had to translate this from German into English, but this is what I came up with. This is uh, Google Translate. Uh, Quote from Saffling, there is no armed conflict between the USA and Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda is neither a state nor an armed organization within the meaning of international humanitarian law because it lacks certain characteristics for this. For example, the network is probably not strictly hierarchical, has no control over a territory, and is not able to carry out military operations. Therefore, international humanitarian law does not apply, so the killing of al-Zawahiris is not justified. If one had proceeded legally, one would have had to arrest al-Zawahiri, conduct a public criminal trial before an independent court, and, if necessary, punish him. Keep in mind, this whole, they planned 9-11 right. thing. Right. As I recall, after the 9-11 attacks uh-huh. happened, the, the first video that Osama bin Laden put out, he said, I had nothing to do with this. I didn't know about it, but I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, well done. Right. Nice job, High boys. Uh, I wish I, yeah. you know, I didn't come up with it, but, you know, I'm glad you did. Because the way Al-Qaeda worked right. is it was mostly him, him giving speeches. Yeah. Uh, America's the enemy. They've been, you know, interfering in the Middle East for 100 years. Uh, we need to stop mm-hmm. them. You know, they're fucking shit up. They're making us fight each other. You know, they're interfering with Islam, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And their guys would take it upon themselves. Cells, cells. terrorist cells would exactly. take it upon themselves to go and, and, and do things under the banner of Al-Qaeda. Right. Um it's not like he sat down and, and, and wrote Master a strategy plan. document yeah. for, for how to uh, fly planes into buildings. Right. So this whole line that people believe now, oh, well, they coordinated. No, there's no evidence. Mm-hmm. No, I think there were later videos where Bin Laden said he did take some credit mm-hmm. for it, but there was lots of questions about at the time whether or not those videos were right. uh, real or, or manufactured. They, you know, they're never proven to be authentic or legitimate. Obviously, he never got his day in court either. Yeah. Um, so even this whole argument that he planned this is is sort of bullshit. Of course, we know that the people who financed mm-hmm. it and were involved in the planning it were Saudis. Exactly. Saudi wealthy yes. uh, families, uh, Wahhabist uh, uh, Saudis mm-hmm. probably connected to the royal family uh, and Saudi interests. And now they're not being assassinated. Why aren't they assassinating MBS? Right. Like we know that there's, we know because this has gone through fucking Congress and there's been reports that there were big Saudi families yes. outside of bin Laden himself, a big Saudi family from a big rich Saudi family right. that were involved in this. They're not the ones yeah. being drone attacked. 
No. So, uh, you know, it, it's just, it doesn't stack up. It's yeah. just, why are they why are they drone bombing Saudi wealthy families? Well, uh, we need the Saudis. <laughs> yeah, they... So this, yeah. the justification for it is bullshit and it doesn't stack up. And, and yet, again, the media's not pointing any of this right. out. None of the mainstream media stories I read said anything about it. It raised the legality of it or said, and, you know, we know it was actually, we know that Al-Qaeda doesn't work that way and we know that there was wealthy Saudi families connected to the Saudi royal family that were involved in, in fi- financing the actual hijackers, right. most of whom were Saudis. Yeah. Um, you know, this just doesn't stack yeah. up. But no one's saying well, that. We, we, uh, Saudi Arabia buys way too many weapons for us to us for us to really get in their face. Two, they're smart enough, as far as I know, not to let anybody connected to 9-11 live in their country, especially for a long time. And uh, yeah, uh, um, the Taliban was already, already mad at us. So the idea of one of our enemies being allowed into their country is not, not surprising. But uh Saudi Arabia knows how to play the game. They're doing a hell of a lot better than the Taliban. And this is like you and I having a big fight. You win. The fight's over. And then I bring up little details and you're like, hey, the fucking fight's over with. This is just this is just talking. So I agree with everything you're saying, but uh, I don't see it changing anytime soon, which is extremely unfortunate because people won't quit hating us until we quit, you know, sending missiles at 71-year-old men. All right, finishing up, last story for the show. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan. Yeah, she's playing a deep game, Cam, uh, deep game. <laughs> <laughs> I had to try. I had to try. Come on. Pro-America. Yeah. The Chinese are obviously very upset about this. China's Foreign Minister Wang Yi called the visit uh, malicious provocation. Yes. Now- uh, as we know from our Cold War show, mm-hmm. for people who don't listen to our Cold War show, why <laughs> and B, uh, we we did like a four part episode with a uh, oh, that, um, oh, oh God, Shown, uh, Shown, James Shown, yeah, we about Taiwan. He's a English a teacher lived, lived in Taiwan, I think, for ten or twenty right. years came on and talked about uh, the history of Taiwan with us. So we went deep into the history of Taiwan and China, et cetera, et cetera. For those of you who don't listen to our Cold War show, you know, basically, quick version, it was a Dutch colony annexed by China in 1683, ceded to Japan in 1895. Mm -hmm. Uh, Formosa and its nearby islands um, were, were ceded to Japan under the Treaty of Shimonoseki mm-hmm. after the Sino-Japanese War. <clears throat> Half a century later, Japan was on the losing side of the Second World War and there was the Cairo Declaration of 1943 where all the major powers agreed that jurisdiction over the islands would be returned to China right. if, if and when Japan surrendered. Mm-hmm. Uh, China took control again in 1945 after the surrender of Japan. Then the Kuomintang retreated there in 1949 when they were losing the Civil War with Mao Zedong and the communists. Mm -hmm. And the US only started paying attention to Formosa 
aka Taiwan, in 1950 when the Korean War started. Right. Until then, they didn't really give a shit. Um, and Mao was intending on attacking Taiwan and, uh, you know, getting rid of uh, Chiang Kai-shek yeah. and the KMT and taking back Taiwan. Then the Korean War started and the US all of a sudden decided that uh, it was particularly when China got involved in the Korean mm-hmm. War uh, to defend the North Koreans against the American incursion and also because the Americans went up to the border yeah. of North Korea and Manchuria up into the Yalu River. Right. We've done uh, four, 400 episodes on the <laughs> Korean War, I think, in the last year explaining all of this. Uh, the US decided all of a sudden that Korea had strategic interest to them and basically they said to Mao, go anywhere near China, uh, go anywhere near Taiwan yeah. and you, you're going to have us to You'll deal with. And, and he didn't really want to yeah. – he, he, he didn't want Taiwan that much. It wasn't yeah. that important to him at that right. juncture, at that stage. China's pretty big. He had other problems, other yeah. bigger problems. Yeah. Big, pretty, he had a lot of problems, right. et cetera, et cetera. Now, uh, I got into a conversation with somebody about this the other day, a Canadian guy actually at Kung Fu, mm-hmm. and he was like, well, China, you know, why, why you don't hear them talking about uh, Singapore like this? I'm going, well, that's because they, they never owned yeah. Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Singapore's never been a part He's of China. Taiwan confused. is yeah, and, like and, and pretty much always yeah. has been, except for 60 years when they had to give it up to the Japanese. Right. Then the international community said it was part of China. Fast forward to 1998, June 30th, uh, US President Bill Clinton was in Beijing, mm. publicly reiterated that the US does not support independence for Taiwan right. or one China or one Taiwan or two Chinas. It's known as the three no's right. uh, about uh, China that Clinton reiterated when he was president. He had a round table discussion with local residents. He said, I had a chance to reiterate our Taiwan policy, which is that we, sorry, uh, can you stop giving me a blowjob? I, 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 just think, for a yeah. moment, I'm talking. Yeah. Trying Stay to think right here. Here, We don't support, yeah. we don't support independence for Taiwan. Or two Chinas, or one Taiwan, one China. We don't believe that Taiwan should be a member of any organization in which statehood is a requirement. Exactly. Okay, you can go That's back right. to blowing my yeah. dick now. Uh, um, and he and his aides right. said this is nothing new. All Clinton did was to restate long-standing American policy going back to the Nixon administration. Mm-hmm. The something called the Shanghai Communique issued during Nixon's historic trip in 1972 was that the United States did not embrace a one-China policy. Uh, it said the United States acknowledges that all Chinese on either side of the Taiwan Strait maintain there is but one China and that Taiwan is part of China. The United States government does not challenge that position. Mm. Well, that kind of does embrace a one-China policy. I'm not sure why the thing I read said it didn't. It really does. But um, that's been the US position you know, forever, that there's one China, that Taiwan is part of that. But at the same time, you have to remember that when Nixon said that, Chiang Kai-shek was still around. He was still still running um, uh, Taiwan, and he still believed that he was the boss of all China, including mainland China. Uh, So, you know, he believed that 
you know, the, 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 well, the communists believed that it was one China and Taiwan was part of it. Chiang Kai-shek believed that it was one China <laughs> and he, he ran the whole thing. They were still so they going agreed. through that, yeah. you know, 30, yeah. 20, 20 odd years right. later. Um, now, then, of course, uh, he died and Taiwan sort of became a democracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so people are saying, well, it's different now, but it's not. I mean, the US has never really changed its position on this. Yeah. Uh, officially, Taiwan is part of China. Now, the Clinton administration uh, being slippery uh, on this back then, they said, well, listen, we didn't put it into writing, the three no's. Oh, you just said it. Uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know, a teenager saying he had an accident but the car wasn't totaled. Um, just, you know, slippery, slippery positions yeah. on this. I think a better- uh, Well, you know, I- uh, I, th- I think mm. a better presidential example of words should mean something, or maybe they don't, is I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah. Yeah. Did you exactly. or did you not? Fuck off. Yeah. 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 Well, it depends on your definition of sexual relations. Look, right. it, it, it also reminds me of the US's position on not one inch, the oh, promise yes. about NATO yeah. to. Gorbachev, they, the excuse now is, well, we didn't put it right. in writing. Yes, we oh. said it. For a long time, they said no, I we never said it. Things. Now there's been enough scholarship on the issue. They go, well, yeah. yes, we yeah. did We, we did say that, it. but we never put it in writing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not official if you don't put it in writing. Right. Which it also reminds me of Stalin's promises about Poland <laughs> during the Yalta right. Conference. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, hey, we'll, yeah. We'll, 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 be, we'll play, we'll play nice. Yeah. yeah, we'll play nice. Sure. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it. And and you know the US is is has criticised Stalin for that ever since uh, for not obeying the spirit of the agreement. Yeah. Versus what actually ended up in writing because he was very clever not to put anything in writing that he didn't plan plan on uh, living exactly. up to. The US is doing the same thing uh, with Taiwan. Mm-hmm. They're doing the same thing with NATO. But here's my main right. point on this. It is, as the Chinese foreign minister said, a provocation. And this is just another example, I believe, of the US right. trying, deliberately trying to provoke Preach. retaliation. Yes. yes. Like Ukraine and NATO. Uh, you know, they they kept talking about they were going to add Ukraine into NATO and then they were building up forces in there. It's a provocation right. to Russia. Yes. Like MacArthur going up to the Yalu River. Just pissing them off. And then complaining about it when China, when China <laughs> came over and attacked. He, he said, hey, this was completely unprovoked. Yeah. What the yeah, hell? exactly. Like FDR and Japan and Pearl Harbor, as people who have listened to our yeah. Cold War show know. Let me spark my battleships. You know. Halfway to your country, yeah. yeah. And they had uh, they had put sanctions. Oh, yeah, the US right. put sanctions Oil. on Japan yeah. prior Steel. to Pearl Harbor yeah. uh, to prevent Japan getting the resources that it right. need to fight its war. And uh, when the when Japan retaliated yeah. by bombing Pearl Harbor, the US went, "Whoa, that was an unprovoked <laughs> attack." No, it, it wasn't. You attacked them first through the use of economic sanctions, which is a form of warfare, right. 
Uh, it's well understood. That's a form of economic warfare. You attacked them first. They retaliate and you went, oh, it's unprovoked. Like the CIA funding the Mujahideen in Pakistan right. in the late 1970s to go in and destabilize the mm-hmm. pro-Russian government of Afghanistan when Russia was invited by the Afghanistan government at the time to come in. Uh, they said no, 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 no for about a year. Finally, right. after one of the Afghani leaders assassinated another one of the Afghani leaders and expelled the third one, um, the, the Russians finally decided to come in and the Americans went, yeah, oh, Joe, look at that, unprovoked yeah, invasion doing? of Afghanistan. Yeah. Now let's give them weapons. But it was yeah. – they were they were begging the the Afghani government yes, were begging the Russians to come yes. in because the U.S. had been funding the Mujahideen and they were doing terrorist attacks. The U.S. was funding terrorism uh, in Afghanistan, like Trump and Jerusalem. When Trump agreed in two thousand and seventeen that the U.S. would recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Mm-hmm. And ordered the relocation of the U.S. Ooh. embassy from Tel Aviv, moved yes. from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Yes. Again, a provocation to the Palestinians. Yeah. These things that you know are going to upset yes. people, and, you- and you've known this f- for decades. Right. And they've been very clear <laughs> that if you do these things, yeah. it will be an attack on our sovereignty or our security, and you do it anyway, and then they retaliate. You go, whoa, unprovoked yeah, attack. Exactly. It's, it, you're seeing the pattern here. This is yeah. a, seems to be a deliberate pattern. Gets back to what you said before with the assassination of Val Zawahiri. is like, what the fuck are you going <laughs> to do about it? We're, we're a global superpower. Yeah. But it, the thing that gets me is – well, I understand that. Well, what are you going to do about it? But they deny that it was provoked, and people believe them when they say it wasn't provoked. But it's very deliberate, very obvious yes. provocation. Yes. You don't have to dig very hard to see that this is a deliberate provocation. By the way, of course, the move of the embassy to Jerusalem, Biden hasn't reversed. A self-proclaimed Zionist. Good point. Biden is often cited by his top aides as saying that if there were no Israel, the United States would have to create one. Oh, that's perfect. Right. For for a certain audience, that's that's gold. And I just wanted to add the Taiwan Relations Act of 1979, and you were kind of touching on this earlier. China wasn't that important back then, and it certainly wasn't a threat that it is now economically to America. Now we have anything that we can do to destabilize them, to make them overreact, to make them look like they're aggressive, to make them look like they're the bad guy. That's what Nancy Pelosi's doing. We're not even going to go into computer chips and her husband buying a whole bunch of stock in a company. The point is, both sides, Republicans and the Democrats, know that China is our next big adversary, and anything we can do to destabilize them, that's what you do. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, Pelosi said that um, I don't have this in my mm-hmm. notes, but I posted it on Facebook. So let me sure. dig this up. I posted it on Facebook mainly to see if I could get a rise out of David Mark of it. It didn't work. <laughs> busy. But it's always disappointing. Yeah, he was traveling, I think, at the time. It's always disappointing when I don't get a rise out of uh, old David. <laughs> but uh, Pelosi put out a statement mm-hmm. uh, when she went to Taiwan 
which said here. Give me a second. Here mm-hmm. we go. It is essential that America and our allies make clear that we never give in to autocrats. Oh. And um, I posted that against the picture of Joe Biden uh, fist bumping MBS in Saudi Arabia. Nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> we never give in to autocrats unless they've got oil right. and buy billions of dollars of weapons from us. Then, then we give in to autocrats. Yeah. But outside yes, of that, exactly. unless they have something that we need, and outside of that, we don't give in to autocrats. Well, I mean, they need a lot from China, too. Right. We don't give in to autocrats, but, you know, yeah. we're still doing business with China. <laughs> but getting back to the Jerusalem yes. thing, I yes. just want to finish Sorry. on this. Um, under Biden's administration... Mm-hmm. The U.S. has treated Jerusalem as the capital of Israel but uses ambiguous language to describe how it views East Jerusalem, right. which Israel legally annexed in 1980 after they captured it in the war in 67. Uh-huh. For example, the U.S. Department of State's annual country report on human rights includes includes East Jerusalem under the section on Israel, but it adds a caveat. Language in this report is not meant to convey a position on any final status issues to be negotiated between the parties to the conflict, including the specific boundaries of Israeli sovereignty in Jerusalem or the borders between Israel and any future Palestinian state. Mm. So they use wishy-washy language, but effectively they're treating it as as if Israel does control Jerusalem. The Palestinian Liberation Organization's mission to Washington, which Trump closed in 2018, has not been reopened under Biden either. Uh, So, you know, he's just going along with this kind of uh, stuff. But anyway, getting back to the provocation thing, it's a pattern. Yes. Provoke, then complain about the response to the provocation and claim it was completely unprovoked. victimhood and then you can retaliate. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And say that over and over and over. And the media, like with the Al Zawahiri thing, they don't question the legality of it. They don't point out the anomalies and the justification. Well, in fact, how do we know that he was one of the coordinators of of 9-11? And why aren't we bombing the Saudi royal family when they were the coordinators of 9-11? We do know that. And they assassinated a Washington Post journalist. Why aren't we bombing them? Um, They they did attack and kill, murder uh, an American citizen mm-hmm. when we're not doing anything about right. it. Um, it's the same thing here. The media is just going along with this mainstream media, not just in the US, but around sure. the world, mostly. Uh, just, uh, you know, the main mainstream media, the independent media is asking questions. Mainstream media is just going, yeah, they, when, when these things happen, they just don't point out that, well, actually, it was provoked. And if China does attack Taiwan, you know, so China obviously started Test, shooting right. missiles and flying planes and whatever as a yes. response to Pelosi's thing. And the Australian government and media now going, oh, we have to be scared of China. Look at that. Look what they're doing. Yeah. Look what they're doing in Taiwan. They're, they're firing missiles. We go, well, <laughs> what about Pelosi did? Uh, well, it doesn't come yeah. into it. It's got nothing to do with it. Can I just give a real quick yeah. take on that? You know, you know about the – the Americans are quite proud of the Monroe Doctrine. D- this is our part of the world. You come over here and we will fuck you up. Well, guess what? Almost every country has their own version. 
even if it's in their heads, mm. of the Monroe Doctrine. And this mm. is literally right off their border. This is literally in their waters. This is literally their territory. And we're acting like they're mm. the victims and then we're the victims when China messes with us or they rattle their sabers. Everybody looks out for the territory that's right next door to them. We do it all the time. We don't even allow countries with warships to come close to us. We would freak the fuck out, but we're expecting China to stay calm because before Nancy went there, there was a carrier and a battle group moved closer to the water. So the point is, this is a provocation. Just be honest about it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to say on that for this week. Uh, one other point. So a listener, I'm sorry, I can't remember who, but a listener did contact me in recent weeks and suggested we should do a series, a drill down on the left, right. the political left around the world and why it's such a wet fucking handshake, wet sandwich, wet fish. Why? Yeah. Why the left is so uh, well for a start, like the official left is mostly you know centrist, yes. and why we don't have any functioning left really right. around in, in major countries around the world. Why we, why there is no left? And that's a good idea. I, I haven't figured out how to, to approach that. that yet, but I yeah. It's something that I did talk about a little bit in the psychopath psychopath mm-hmm. epidemic. It's it's. It's it's the thing I've been interested right. in for a long time and wondered right. about. Apart from the fact that the right have moved to the extreme right, yeah. and the left have moved further to They're the right dragged. to sort of counter exactly. claims from the right that they're soft on this, that, yes. and the other. But why the left hasn't figured out how to articulate successfully a. a, a Counter argument mm-hmm. to the right and a genuine left argument that that embraces yeah. progressive ideas and, and and is able to execute on them yeah. in terms of distribution of wealth and the handling of capital and uh, protection of rights and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's it's a good question. So yeah. we can. I I, I got to look into yeah. that and thank you to whoever suggested that. I appreciate it and I will. It's been ticking away in the back of my head and I haven't had the bandwidth to work it out. Right. Um, but I will. I, I am thinking about that. We might do a series on that in the future. If anyone has any suggestions of resources, books yeah. to read, or scholars to talk to, resources uh, to help me figure that out, please let me know. That is the bullshit filter for this month. Peace. We said that at the same time. Ah, shit. Our periods are in cycle again. (laughs) Yeah, you're waiting. Waiting a few seconds before you pinch it off. Let's get it. Bullshit. Bullshit. Bullshit.